Hey, kia ora guys, welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast coming to you from Naha Okinawa at the moment. I'm still very lucky to be in Naha and um, I wanted to share some reflections with you. So um, it's been an interesting time here and if you've been listening to the last couple of podcasts, you'll kind of hear some of my thoughts on it. And I've met some incredible sensei both from here in Okinawa and from other countries, some great practitioners who have now become great friends. And it's been really amazing. And at some point, I will probably detail that. But I wanted to share an insight. I don't know if it's an insight. Maybe I shouldn't call it an insight, but an, an experience that I had. And maybe you can relate to this or maybe you you can't, in which case you should probably be listening to something else. <laughs> Probably Joe Rogan or the Okinawan Karate Podcast or The Way of the Fist with Jonathan Sievers and Michael Hagen. (laughs) But, um, wow, what a plug. I hope they're going to pay me for that. But um, I've been here teaching some seminars and I've got another one coming up tomorrow. And the theme really is just an opportunity to experience some of the training that I've had in, in Māori... I don't want to say martial arts because I don't know if that's really a correct term, but I guess, yeah, let's call it Māori martial arts and the approach to using Māori weaponry and just sort of the mindset behind it. And I've been very lucky to be able to do that. And I've been doing lots of training and lots of hanging out. I've been to the um, Peace Museum here, which is another podcast I'll do that next time I think I might even record it after this because uh, yeah, that, that deserves a, a podcast on its own um, and I was training the other day with a very advanced practitioner uh, Ulf Carlson Sensei uh, of Kishimoto D at uh, Pankovic Sensei's Dojo the Asato Dojo and did this really wonderful class I think we trained for like three hours and it was a great class I learned so much, I felt so uncoordinated, um, but it was really cool and had a great time uh, training with a bunch of buddies and including uh, Josh Simmer Sensei of the Okinawan Karate Podcast. I've been hanging out quite a bit since we've been here and afterwards I sort of elected to rather than go for coffee, which is usually what we do, go and get something to eat and have a conversation and have a good coffee. I thought I'm going to stay and do the next class, which was a Gojuru class. Of course, I'm a Gojuru practitioner. And Pankovic Sensei has this wonderful Sensei, Andrea Sensei. I haven't asked her if I can talk about her on the podcast, so I won't say her last name, but very, very incredible practitioner. Shurikan lineage of Gojuru. I think. I'm pretty sure, so I might get that wrong, and if I do, I apologise. Wonderful karateka, um, incredible, incredibly fit and strong, uh, flexible, fast, and just a lovely, lovely person and a great teacher. And right, so I thought, wait, well, as a gorgeous practitioner, I'll get in there and I will um, maybe get some new ideas and experience a new way of doing gorgeous, which I did. It was really good. There were some wonderful drills that came off kakia and two-person drills and a whole bunch of things that I'd never seen before and I was really appreciative. And bearing in mind that Andrea Sensei is from Europe and I'm not sure if her 
actual ethnicity or, or culture or country, so I don't want to get it wrong, so I won't say. Um, but she's basically, in her mind, she's thinking her language, she's speaking Japanese, and she's also translating for the one foreigner in the class, which is me. And <laughs> she did an absolutely fantastic job. And um, we did lots of cool stuff. We did a whole door, we did partner drills, and a whole bunch of stuff that I'd never seen and really enjoyed. And then we did some kihon training, and um, then we went through kata, and it was really cool. And of course, she's such a humble, nice person, and such a really devastating karatika that um, she was very respectful. And, and uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Now, it was also a really humbling experience. If you want to feel old, fat, unflexible, slow, and sloppy, try doing a class with um, someone who was training to be a world kata champion. And Andrew says has much more than uh, kata practitioner. She's also a great fighter and um, she puts it out there. I've been in some of the sparring classes. We've been in sparring classes together and she just, yeah, just a great all-rounder. But it was funny because we're there doing stuff that I know, um, kata and so on and so forth, and oh my God, <laughs> that I feel sloppy. And I was kind of struggling with that. I was going, oh my gosh. Um, and because of, you know, I go on and on about my knee issue, um, torn meniscus, blah, 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 blah. And it was, um, yeah, she was really lovely about it and very complimentary, but yeah, no, you know, if you know, you know what it's like. And especially as a man who's looking at 52, 52 in February. It was not the greatest. My, it was a great class. But my sense of self and my very fragile ego, ego was uh, left in tatters afterwards. And I was kind of reflecting on it. And I was kind of going, you know, kind of making it very personal centric. And goes, oh, I wish I'd done this. I wish I could do that. And I wish I could do that stretch. And so on and so forth. And it kind of hit me. I just need to do the best that I can. I just need to do the best that I can. Um, Andrea Sensei wasn't asking me to do what she was doing or what anyone else was doing. It was just to really put in the effort. And I did. And it was a great class. And I think I'm really proud of myself for one going to the class. And of course, you know, she was probably doing her maybe 30%, I mean, she's young, fit, flexible, all those things that, you know, I wish I had been, and I wish that I was, but you know what, I had a great time, I learned some stuff, and I'm going to take some stuff away from there, and I'm probably going to do the class again, before I leave Okinawa, Um, yeah, just a really lovely, inspiring person, but in order to really receive what she was teaching, I had to put my expectations of myself on the back burner, and it can be hard to do that because, you know, we like to see ourselves in specific ways. I know I certainly do. I like to see myself as competent and creative and strong and fit and all these things, probably which I am to a certain extent, but not to a great extent. Maybe I'm being too self-depreciating, but I think you get what I mean. And I think it's always hard to when you put yourself in a situation where you're comparing yourself to other people. And I know I really enjoyed the class, but also what I really enjoyed was the opportunity to be pushed in terms of how I see myself and how I see karate. 
I mean, it was one of those, it's not a make or break, but it was certainly, it was a nice wake up call. There are things that I need to address in my karate, but also I don't need to be a 30 year old, um, 70 kilo, 60 kilo, whatever, um, whatever other people in the class, I just need to be myself. And that's one thing I'm enjoying here on Okinawa is I'm seeing a lot of people at advanced age. I was really lucky to sit with some senior sensei today and their family. And I think 90 might have been the youngest person sitting around the table. And so spry and so active and just so focused on what they were doing. And today they were playing the the, um, the sanchen, which is the stringed instrument, which is native to Okinawa, apparently different from what you hear in mainland Japan so Okinawa has its own very interesting and really melodic take on that called the Sanchen and listening to these people just play and sing and drink tea and then be treated to Habu Shaw now Habu Shaw is literally snake venom or essence of snake and I mean literal snake uh, and it's mixed with different herbs and ginger and it's drunk as a, for medicinal reasons although the way my my chest was on fire after I drank it I think they might have put something else in it anyway if you, if you know me you know I don't drink alcohol at all so but a refusal might have offended so I don't know if there was alcohol in it I'm choosing to believe it was completely medicinal but I think that every now and then we need some habusho something to sort of kick our system to kick me at least out of my comfort zone to do something that I haven't done before and that's maybe look at myself with a little bit of what's the word constructive criticism but also not to hate on myself at the same time and that's really hard so I'm very grateful for being able to do a class with a fantastic practitioner a gorgeous practitioner amongst many other things and accomplishments I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to appraise myself in that way and I'm just going to keep trying I think that's what I'm going to do I'm just going to keep trying I'm finding here in Okinawa the things that I'm reflecting on are really how I want to carry forward in terms of the next 100 years of my life and how I want to practice karate and whether or not I need to let some things go and I need to embrace some things. I don't know. They're, they're big conversations that I'll I'll have when I get home. But it was really good to, in a sense, drink the Habu Shaw and take the class. And I will be forever grateful to Andrew Sensei for being such a wonderful example of humility and the Dojo Kon. That's something worth aspiring to. <laughs>